0: Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be with each other and forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Our second reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 1 to 5. He came to Derby, and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jewess and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, So he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they travelled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers.
1: I know Colin Matthews brought this passage in last week, so don't worry, I'm not going to be expounding it and repeating what he said. But I wanted to have this read again because it talks about church. It talks about the early church being set up. And as we've been travelling through the book of Acts, we've been thinking a lot about that early church and what it was like. It's easy to put on our rose-tinted spectacles and to look back in Scripture and think, if only we had lived then. If only we really knew what it was like to be part of that early church, because it seemed to be amazing. We keep reading how it grew and the believers were added to them day by day by day. How wonderful it must have been to be part of that early beginnings, the excitement that was flowing through the people. But when we read the letters, we realise that actually life wasn't as, as glossy as we might imagine. Paul writes back to the churches that he's been building up, that he's been setting up. And each time he writes, it's in response to something that is happening. It might be wrong teaching. It might be disagreements within the church. It might be the church getting bogged down with issues that are not of prime importance. All the issues that we know today about being church, about being together, and about God living amongst us. It may have looked wonderful, but beneath the surface, there were all the problems that we see today because we're human. And as we live together, one with the other, inevitably, life isn't always as easy as it might be. And so the reading that Diane and Bob have chosen, I think, feeds into our understanding Of what it means to be church. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Let the peace of Christ rule. Put on love. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is where the realness comes in. Paul knows the reality, and he's saying it isn't easy, it isn't an easy ride, but actually use this model, remember, and choose day by day to live as Christ calls us to live, and then we can become church together. It's a fantastic passage as you start your marriage, but actually it's a fantastic passage for us here today about what it means to live together. And I think today's service symbolizes something of that as well. There's something about us being God's people together where we share with one another in good times as well as in difficult times. Sunday by Sunday we pray. We pray for each other when times are bad. We want to come alongside each other to be practically helpful, to support emotionally, and to cry out when we we don't see how things are changing and moving in particular situations. But we also want to rejoice together and share with one another. And it's such a joy to be able to to celebrate marriage, something that God has created, a really good thing that Bob and Diane are beginning their married life together. So being church means being all of those things. As you know, some of us have been at New Wine over the last week. I counted up, I think there were just, just over 40 of us at various stages through the week experience new wine. New wine as a Christian conference, takes place at the Bath and West showground. The brave camp, the less brave stay outside in a nice bed and breakfast and come in on a daily basis, and some are in between in small cramped caravans. And we had everything. And we experienced, for those of us who were on site, we experienced something which I could imagine, we didn't have quarrels, don't worry, but something about that living together that that you can't pretend when you're all living one close to each other and supporting one another in that way. New Wine brings together Christians from all over the country. There are 12,000 adults and children last week at New Wine. The same numbers again this week. And I rejoice that people want to give up a week to, to live in not the easiest of conditions But to come and to share with one another, to hear what God is saying, to worship together, to visit seminars, to expand our understanding, and to spend time with one another, that must surely have an impact on the country. That sense of being united, that was the theme of the week, and and challenged and inspired and equipped to then go back to our places to take something of what God has shown us back. I think for me one of the key things that came out through the week was the challenge that we're facing as a church nationally, about living with grace and truth, about living as the people that we read in Colossians. Because we've got difficult issues on the agenda at the moment within our church life. We see in our newspapers where the arguments lie. Hopefully we're over the arguments over women bishops but we're facing other issues about sexuality. And there's a sense in which if we don't remember that we got to live as Christ's people, bearing with one another, understanding one another, we don't model the church that we are meant to be. We can never agree totally with one another. But how we disagree, how we live with one another when we're hurting one another, when there is a sense of grievance, that is what will set us apart and I was just so amazed that several seminars I went to were speaking on this very topic not with answers and I was delighted in some ways I wish I could have come back with my five answers this is how to do it but actually saying we want to be people of grace and truth people who welcome as Jesus did with open arms but yet hold on to the truth of scripture as we understand it how do we do that in an age that is becoming more and more difficult? And each seminar I went to on that topic was packed. And it showed me that people are wrestling with this, but want to wrestle with it. And actually want to ask the hard questions in order to be able to be challenged by God to move further forward as we move together nationally. It was an amazing experience to be able to do that. Camping isn't always easy. Praise the Lord for sunshine. No wellies were required, and smiles on the faces would not have been quite so large had we been wandering through knee-high mud. But it was an amazing experience. And for me, again, one of the joys was seeing our little community, a microcosm of who we are here, of all ages, camping with one another, sharing a bottle of wine in the evening, laughing, kicking a football around, being church together. The joy of that was profound. <laughs> Kerry has asked if she might come and say something. And for those who, others who are at New Wine, I, I haven't prompted you on this, but you know, you've been out of your comfort zone at New Wine, so you should be used to this. But if you wanted to come and share something after Kerry has spoken about your experiences, this would be a really good time to do that. And if God isn't prompting you, that's fine as well. But God has been prompting Kerry. And she spoke to me. Up you come, Kerry. She spoke to me during the week and said, you know, I really don't want this, but God is telling me to come and say something. And I said, don't worry, that happens to us all. We don't want to do it, but we hear God saying it. But she really feels that God
2: has come, has been asking
1: her to come and share something of her experience. you to use the microphone.
0: Thank you.
2: Hello. Um, so I'm going to be talking about New Wine and what it's done for me. For people that don't know, I went to New Wine last week and it is truly the best thing that I have done. It um, It's really changed my view on Christianity, because when I was younger I used to think it was all about singing lifeless hymns and putting our hands together for like, scripted prayer, but it's really not. It's about praising our Father. And it's about, it's about thanking him for the wonderful world we live on today. I've been going to New One for six years, and I don't know where I would be without God by my side. I think it was about Monday, um, I sat with Christine, Patsy, Anne, and Liz, Liz. Um, and for a cup of coffee, and it was it was just great to talk about how amazing God is. And the next day, God put this thought into my head. Why don't you share? Why don't you come back from New Wine and share it with your, with your Christian family? And that's, that's what I'm doing. And as you can tell, I'm very nervous. <laughs> but it, it just feels great to talk about how wonderful he is. And it's just amazing and when I was little I've been well my mum's a Christian and she made me go to you know light factory and all that um but (laughs) I was quite happy that she did because I had um a little rag when I was little as many of you do and it was my comforter and I whenever I lost it I used to cry and cry and one day I lost it and I was I didn't know what to do and my mum just said pray So I asked God, I said, God, please lead me to where my rag is. And he said to me, look under your pillow. And I said, why? I've looked under there I don't know how many times. And I was distraught and I finally, I looked under my pillow and it was just sitting there. And I was just like, thank you because, you know, from then on I really know that that was, he is real and he is looking after us. New wine has also made me closer to God in a way that I know that no matter what, he will always be there for me. Through thick and thin, he will always be next to me. Um, and I just want to say, he was there. Um, f- ooh, ooh, you were there before me, you are there beside me, and if I wonder, your love will find me. And obviously I can't talk for ages, but I would if I could. So... Come and find me so we can talk about, you know, new wine because I haven't said half of it. But yeah, I just wanted to say that new wine is truly amazing. So that's my.